Um, I love Judy Garland. The, the Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, all of the little people, there hadn't really been films for them. They'd only seen each other traditionally in freak shows and things like that, uh-huh. that that, well, that's where they got jobs. I'm saying in terms of like there, you know, there wasn't like, um, there wasn't like, um, like little trains or whatever. I mean, like, it was just like a train movie. <laughs> what? Like a train movie with little people. Okay. Like, like little mermaid was just like, <laughs> was just little people as the little mermaid. <laughs> see, little now mermaid. Wanna, see now no, I want to see this movie. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kite Club podcast with Jonathan Kite. With me, as always, is my best friend, Mr. Seth Shapiro. What's going on, everybody? We got Ben and Emmy in the booth. Thank you so much for joining us again. First rule of Kite Club is uh, tell everybody about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everybody about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a review. Uh, Tell your friends. It helps us out. Thank you so much for all your positive feedback and comments. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the negative feedback and comments. They help us in the algorithm. Um, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv uh, June 10th, uh, which will be this Saturday after this drops. I'll also be there June 15th. And I'm going to be in Tempe. At the Improv, June 29th through July 2nd. So go to JonathanKiteComedy.com for all the up-to-date info and where I'm going to be at. So let's get into it. What's going on? How you feeling, bud? I'm feeling good, man. Good, dude. Life is good. Can't complain. Uh, we saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Woo. And it's a little bit of a brain melt. Um, I wasn't on drugs, but I can imagine if I were, I uh, would have been in my own multiverse. It was one of the craziest experiences sober I've, mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life. It was, it was. I think calling it an experience is an absolutely appropriate thing to say. It was a true experience of a, a, a cinematic experience like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. It felt like, we saw it in IMAX, it felt like we saw it in Kaleidoscope. Yeah. It felt like we were wearing 3D glasses even though we weren't. It, it was, there was such an evolution of everything that was happening with all of the animation styles and the storylines mm-hmm. That it, it, it felt like it felt like if MC Escher was a movie. Right. But that you were required to drop acid before you watch it. Yeah, but even if you did bro, if if we had dropped acid, we'd be dead. Yeah, it would have been too much. Our bodies would have been like, this is just too much, man. Brains are like, see you later. It was there was, but it was so interesting from mo- from the from the beginning the movie started. Yeah. And the craziest thing about it was I feel like to a lot of people they saw it that didn't even see the first one. And it felt like... Right, I which know how is kind of crazy to me. I don't know how they were going to blow the balls off the first one, but balls are off. Yeah, that first one was innovative and groundbreaking in ways that... In, in animation. that and, and it was also a great movie, not just in animation. It really was, though, the lube mm-hmm. to get you into this one. This was a, this was a, a whole novel level. Yeah. This, was, this was an order of magnitude more inventive, uh, more original. I, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned... Like, who's to say, like, what is the best is? Because that's yeah. so personal, right? So I'm not going to say this is the best animated movie ever. But it's you can argue that if someone were to say it's my favorite animated movie ever, I go, of course. Yeah. Of course. It is the it is the best one, maybe, as far as creativity and originality. Yeah, but it's interesting that you, you really did need the first one to prepare you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have gone into this one raw dogging mm-hmm. without sort of the knowledge of what was going to happen. Because there was, at one point, I mean... 
It was such a sensory overload. Yeah, I mean, we went with my wife, yeah. and she's sensitive to, to to certain sensory overload things like that. Like when we go to amusement parks and we do um, like simulation rides, it's hard for her. She gets kind of nauseous. It kind of takes her out. It wipes her out. And this movie was like that. She said she felt like 30 minutes in, she was on a simulation ride. She did not have a great experience. So actually, actually caveat emptor. Did I say that right? Uh, that um, if you did in the comment section, will let us know. <laughs> yeah, for real. How dare you, sir? Yeah. Um, Trolls, sound off yeah. from under the bridge. Yeah, Latin experts. I should have said Greek experts. It just really really pissed, pissed them, them off. off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but if if you are sensitive to things like that, um, that actually you may want to sit this one out. That that it might be too much. It was too much for me. It really remember was, at when, times. Remember when. Those anime cartoons were giving kids seizures. Well, they still do. Anytime there's a strobe in a movie right. nowadays, they have a warning. They have a warning at the front. Yeah. That we did not have that as a kid. Yeah, no, we didn't have that. We had to find out. Dude, we barely had a peanut allergy as a kid. There wasn't any. We the kids to, just died. We had to lose a lot of kids. Yeah. Before, we're like, wait, what are all these kids eating? Well, they do love peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, but the other kids do, too. Yeah, the peanut wars of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I remember well. Man. We lost a lot of good kids, a yeah. lot, lot of good child soldiers. Dude, everything starts in Atlanta, peanut wars and coke wars. You know, dude, it's it's funny enough about the film. Um, I call it the Coke War, not the Cola War, by the way, because Coke won. Obviously. Right. Come on. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were talking about cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little the, bit worse. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Coca-Cola and Coke over Pepsi. <laughs> that the thing about the Spider-Verse, which was this new one, which was so cool. It felt like if you were just a novice and didn't. I mean, I, I, I know your wife very well, mm -hmm. um, a little too well for your liking. Wait, what? She is this why you brought me on? Yes, this is. We haven't been doing a podcast. It's been me getting the courage up over weeks and weeks and weeks. It's been me, uh, sort of uh, conning you over twenty five years of friendship. Well, if I'm I gonna have my life destroyed, better to get some clicks out of it. Better, yeah. We're gonna. She's not a comic book fan, right? But that's how unbelievable it is that there's so many Easter eggs, yeah. in this. That apply. I mean, you could hear people audibly in the theater kind of freak out when they would see something. Well, I sent you. I don't know if I sent you the video yet. You Maybe didn't. I didn't. But you know, the, all those sites that make those great Easter egg videos, like the video for this one, is like forty five minutes long for one of the main sites. It's amazing. And and yeah, I sat down and watched it after the movie the other day. It it's absolutely required companion viewing if you're going to go see this movie. Um, well, you just see the film time. in a whole different light. Yeah, but to get really sorry, you were you were making a point about like I comic book that, fans and that there's and, something about that there's sort of a, a weird divide that I think is happening that we've talked about a lot with mm -hmm. with comic book movies or stuff that has a canon per mm -hmm. se. And that it's like, how can you make it authentic enough to the source material mm -hmm. where you get the diehard fans that have supported this for so many years generationally to, mm -hmm. to be on board, but with a watered down enough version that people that are who are being introduced to the ideas don't feel alienated immediately. So there are so many projects out there like that, right? Where they're like, how do we appeal to this crowd and this crowd? And they try to find a way to split the difference. And I would say 80% of the time they fail miserably yes. and then they, and they make no one happy. But it's like, you know, recent, not most recent Marvel, but like the Marvel before was great at doing that. They were, were part of the 20%. And then so was Pixar, right? They were great at that too, right? Like DreamWorks, they just, they try to throw enough adulthood, don't go there, girlfriend, like stuff in there yeah. for, I guess, people in their 20s and 30s who, who take their kids. And it's like, it feels like you're pandering to all of us. Well, they just add None as of many, us like it. It just added, they add as many A-list celebrities as they possibly can. Right. That's what they do at the end of those animated movie, uh, it, all 
those trailers, right? Is they throw up like all 20 celebrities all at once. Right. Your brain can't really even read it all, but whichever one you know is like, oh, Pete Davidson's in it. I guess I'll go see it or whatever it is. Pete Davidson is in the new Transformers movie. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he was in, uh, wait, what did we just see that he was in? Uh, in Fast X. Yeah, he was in Fast X. Pete yeah. Davidson just had sex with all the female Transformers. <laughs> and He dated them all for a while. Yeah, for yeah. In- increments. Increments. So the thing is that, with, but with this movie, it did an amazing job and a sequel. So I think that there are people that are, that saw this movie that didn't even see the first one, but they're still like, you know what? I heard such good things about it mm-hmm. and that enough of, but, but I don't think anybody felt like it didn't stay true to right. the idea of the Spider-Verse itself. To add to the thing that was really jarring about it is that, so in the first one, you had all these characters from different dimensions coming to visit the main world, right? His world, Miles' world. In this one, Miles gets to experience different dimensions. And right. so you have different styles of animation that are all interacting with each other. And I realize like part of what makes it jarring for our brain is that they're actually drawn or animated, whatever, at different um, different frames per second. Uh, ratios, yeah, and I think our brains are just like like imagine what the for, the first time an audience saw a 3D movie, it probably really messed with their brain. I was thinking that I said I don't know that we could have seen this movie in 3D. Yeah, I think that it would it have didn't been come out in 3D. No, no, of course we would have seen it. Right, um, we wouldn't be here today. We'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> they died the way they lived, seeing 3D spiders. <laughs> that. <laughs> doing what we love. Um, did you ever see the movie, by the way, Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner? No. Oh, my God. It was before Arachnophobia. Sorry to go off on, a uh-huh. ta- on Tangent City. But it was before the movie Arachnophobia, yeah. which was is with John Goodman and Jeff Go- uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, and it's one of your movie. favorite movies. Yeah, I know. it's great. Yeah. I feel like you were one of the people that introduced me to that movie. I, that movie, when I saw it when I was a child, is what um, made me learn that my dad has a huge fear of spiders. Because <laughs> it was hard for him to watch that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he was kind of freaking out the whole time. And he's a cool customer. But, but remember the, on, the yeah. spider in, in arachnophobia? It's like only this big. Right. At the end, it's like this this grown man is running from something, you know, like a, t- a 50th of the size of Leprechaun or Chucky. Yeah. And it's somehow like, oh, no. <laughs> But Kingdom of the Spiders. And it's not that fast. No, it's it's it. It feels like it has like clubfoot or something, <laughs> or eight of them. I just sort of like it's drunk. But remember, with the um at the end, there's the the bookshelf that like falls over, and he's yeah. like, oh, and it's like this spider is has the strength of Spider Man. How is this happening? Right. But anyway, John Goodman, by the way, the best part of the movie as the uh, exterminator. You know what? You know what movie he's the best part in? Like, oh, every movie. Every movie he does. Oh, dude, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. Sorry. So, go on. Yeah. Kingdom of the Spiders, if you, are you looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm watching the trailer for it right now. William Shatner, it is, they're all tarantulas. And there's this one scene where this guy is trying to, it's it's a a city that's been overtaken by tarantulas. Uh And they're man-eating, obviously. And there's a the scene where this guy is flying away, trying to get a, a, a friend. Fly, yeah, it's a little cringy. And they all just sort of come in on him. And then it cuts to him sort of afterwards. And it's like the fakest wax sculpture rubber face of his mask. Uh, it is pretty ridiculous and really worth your time. So the thing I was. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a yeah, there's a famous scene from it where this really heavy set guy is sort of wrapped up in a web cocoon. Uh-huh. And there's these spiders on him. And he really looks like Baron Harkonnen from Dune um, uh, or, uh, yeah, or or every mayor. In yeah. a movie, right? right. The, the guy Every who refused dumb... to shut the beaches down in Jaws. Yeah, that's what these guys looked like. But it's so funny. Like, 
I think that there's, I wanted to know who the tarantula wrangler was. Yeah. In that movie. He's like, now's my time. Yeah, He's been, he was pushed. This was his script. He was the writer. He's like, it's the only way I'll ever get work. He was in the this writer. Town. He was the director. Yeah. He's like, you got to make your own work in this. He town. was the mayor. <laughs> um, but the thing I was laughing at just now while you were talking in the in the trailer yeah. is that they had a shot of Shatner covered in spiders and he was going up the stairs and his reaction was the most Shatner reaction. He was like, Ugh, to the spiders covered in him. William yeah, Shatner <laughs> got his acting technique from every film noir poster. <laughs> right. He's just like, I can't believe how many legs they have. You would love it, though. It looks it, great. It's, it is a great film. Um, anyway, but uh, back to the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That was William Shatner's Spider-Verse. In his Spider-Verse, <laughs> it is, yeah. they're man-eating. Um, but yeah, so that's what was so jarring is, and oh, we were talking about, right, seeing 3D or the first audience ever that, um, remember, it was a train I, and they all ran out of the theater. They thought it was coming at them. You actually, yeah, they, yeah. they were, they put their hands up as if this blocks a train. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know what, that Superman? was, that was proof in in real life that, uh, that no, no, it was, it was some old twenties movie. It was no, like, I'm kidding. I'm saying like, who could have stopped the train like this? Sorry. Yeah. My bad. No, right. No, you're right. They didn't know it was, it was, it was amazing. Right. It goes to show that they don't have, um, good survival instincts that no. that's what they're going to do let's let's wait and see how this plays out <laughs> but but it was so stimulating but mm-hmm. it was cool because it, it saw the perspective of so many different things in a way that it didn't feel pandering yeah that was one of my favorite things about it yeah that you know M- uh, miles morales and obviously it did so well they just announced they're going to do a live action miles morales which mm-hmm. you know i hope it does well but i can't i mean a yeah. live action that does that well would be unbelievable. Right. But there's all these Easter eggs in it. So anyway, not to get off too far on a tangent, but it's just, you know, the fact that it was Gwen, it was her story too. Mm-hmm. And they all, it felt like they did such a good job of giving everybody equal time yeah. without being pandering. Right. Right. Like it, like they did her story too. And somehow they got away with not having to use the word her story. Yeah. Mm. She's a, it's a she spider. It's her turn now. Yeah. But she is in pink. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Hey, eight, it looks good, man. You know what her catchphrase was? Huh. Eight in the pink. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty hot, man. She's a real web slinger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, underage. What? <laughs> <laughs> web slinger. No, I know, but you're like, she, I know, but you're like, she's pretty hot. How old is she? Well, she's like 20. She's 20. Is she in college? Yeah, easily. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. She's old. Cops just bust in. Wait, she's older than Miles, right? Uh, so and, she's. You know, he's still in high school. Yeah, he's still in high school, and she's older than him. So, okay. yeah, and they've been gone for. We're like a working year. on this for court. <laughs> Look, <laughs> what plays can we get? Uh, yeah, can the guy in the booth pull up the uh, her, the, yeah, the, her the birth certificate? No, but but she, yeah, she's definitely a few years older because that's part of it. Yeah, you know. Um, and then there's going to be a third one. I can't wait, man. Can't wait, dude. Can't wait. It's so May you're March. going to see it again, and yeah, tomorrow very, night probably. And yeah. the craziest thing is that we that summer movies are so. Big that mm-hmm. you get one week now to be in IMAX, yeah. and then something else is pushing you out. Like Transformers is going to be there this Friday, right? And what sucks is like, what if Transformers sucks, and then what if what if Transformers sucks, and then like they're they're out of IMAX anyway the following week because of it, and then but they are because what's oh it's but mich- they are because um it might be uh, Indiana Jones. It is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, you know, do you think that there are people out there that are like us that have to go see a movie in IMAX? Absolutely. You think so? I okay. think that's why those theaters are always full. On that first weekend, that's why it's right. always hardest to get the ticket. Right. 
because or that there's less. Like, dude, if you look up the movie times for Spider Verse and other movies, I mean, they're like twenty five to thirty a day. Yeah, but it's and there's it's some, four for IMAX. It's so. something to, but something like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because a friend of mine is like, I'll, I'm going to wait. He's excited about. It. He has kids. He's not going to get a chance to watch it until it gets on TV. And I mm-hmm. said to him, I go. I mean, your kids are a little too young, but it's like, see if you can just sneak away to see it because something like that, I mean, Indiana Jones, and we will see it in IMAX or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's like Indiana Jones, I feel like we could watch that on a regular screen right? and it won't really deter from what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Transformers though, definitely. Yeah, it it is a shame because like this definitely needs to be seen. And I mean, I I think you should go see this in in whatever the best possible way is. I've even convinced a couple people that I asked about going to see it and they're like, they're like not really Marvel fans, not really, and I'm like, if I'm prone to seizures. Like if you're <laughs> no, no, see it. It's worth well, it. You'll be fine. It's worth it's it. Worth totally it. It's worth, worth it. It's worth it. That's the review. I'm like no, but if you're like a true, you know, if you're a true film uh, aficionado, like you should go see this. You know how they you used know? to interview people when they came out of a theater. Like, what did you think of uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade? Yeah. If they just had people in the back of ambulances, people yeah. who had had seizures, go, I'd see it again. Right. But after this, people are gonna, yeah, they'll look like uh, they they look like they saw the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, from yeah. the first one. We fit that into every episode, by the way. That's gonna be my thing. That's gonna be my little. Uh, your gif slip it in yeah yeah um so summer's here officially yeah and you know what it's so funny because i think about this every time i'm going to go home is that we i know you went to summer camp did you go to a sleepaway camp yeah i did yeah i did a couple of different ones one when i was like like when i was a really little kid when i was like six or seven and then one when i was like yeah like a few years later. that's like the big regret of my life is that i never went to sleepaway camp oh, do some of the best memories of my life i seen friday the 13th i can tell <laughs> yeah that well, exactly. but isn't that amazing? Like that is such a thing that 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 doesn't. I mean, it exists, but not. It wasn't as, as prevalent. I feel like back in the day, mm-hmm. I feel like I was the the outsider. I was the sneech mm-hmm. who was a star belly. Like I didn't go to camp. Yeah, and every I I, I was a counselor at JCC sports camp, mm-hmm. and that was one of the most fond. Now was that sleepaway? No, that it, was just like a day camp. It was a day camp, mm-hmm. and um, I still remember the campers that I had. And there was a little guy named Zell, mm-hmm. and he's he's probably gotta be, he's got to be like thirty now. But um, he, isn't that so funny? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But so this kid was so funny. He was like a little Pixar character, mm-hmm. and he was a little chubber, and he was always out of breath, mm-hmm. and he would always come to me, the sweetest kid, but but always when there was somebody who was breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. So he would come up to me and he would go, Mr. Kite, uh, this, this is happening with the ball over there. Well, it was supposed to be my turn. And then he said, no, I'm going to take two turns. And he's like, I thought we were doing two turns. But then I said, well, listen, that's how it works. And he said, well, that's how it's going to work from now. Like that's how yeah. all of his stuff was. And he was so sweet. I'd have to go over and be like, he I had, believe you, buddy. Come on, let's go. He had great breath support considering he clearly had asthma. He waited for all that. <laughs> I'm like, why are you walking over here so slowly? He's like, I'm, I'm saving up. I'm saving up. Yeah, he, he just sounded like a balloon that was like being yeah. like letting go. <laughs> but he was the, he, they were such sweet kids. Uh-huh. And like, I remember that we, we had um, an incredible time because we would go to, um, you know, we went to baseball games and cool. it was, it was fun. really like one of the most fond memories I have of growing up. Like, you know, I think I was like 18 years old or whatever as mm-hmm. a camp counselor. Very cool. Did man. you ever, you would be such a good camp counselor. Yeah. Thanks buddy. Did yeah. You, no, I was a counselor. Yeah. Oh, was you fun. were. Yeah. Did, were a you blast. a counselor at the camps that you went to? Yeah, dude. That yeah. I feel like was and, you know, super was fun common. Is, is I, had, I had done, uh, when I was a camper there, I had actually become kind of famous for, um, for doing a rap about the camp. Was your rap name Dynamic S? Yeah, 
It was. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I become kind of famous for that. So then when I became a counselor, how would I have just guessed that? No, no, no. no. But yeah, that was from that. Yeah, yeah, that was my my rap name as a kid was Dynamic S. And yeah, and I wrote a rap about the camp, and like a lot of kids knew it and stuff. And so when I was a counselor there, a lot of the campers used to be available on vinyl. Yeah, a lot of kids that I that <laughs> yeah exactly. No, actually, what's funny is I used Wump There It Is because it had just come out that summer, and I had the cassette, and that's what we used. So that luckily, it had the instrumental version on the back. And we use that as the background music. Yeah, did you go great. to Did you go to Jew Camp? Yeah, it was Jew Camp. Yeah, that's so and, fun. And so, what, but what was cool is that when I was a counselor, that a lot of the 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 uh, counselors there that summer, they were campers that that when I was a camper, and like I never knew them because it's a huge camp, and they're like, dude, oh wait a minute, you're the you're the dude who did the rap. I remember I came home because I went to I went to day camps my whole my whole uh, youth, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I, I came home one time and I was telling my parents about my favorite counselor that I had, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, oh yeah, this he called his nickname for me is Stud, mm-hmm. and my parents were like, what? He's calling the seven year old Stud. <laughs> That was the only time I ever remember my dad having like a Tim Allen moment where he was like, Ugh. yeah, that was very weird for them. That's funny. He, and it was, he was, but he was so cool. Uh-huh. He was, the, I, I totally let him touch. Me. No, no, no. He was, <laughs> he's he, cool. Dude, he could do a backflip. He knew what we were impressed by. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool guy. Backflips are cool, man. Man, man, man. Backflips are cool, man. Um, So, uh couple things we want to get to before the big thing uh there was a man who used a nintendo uh duck hunt gun you have to, to really pronounce that by the way yeah duck hunt, hunt gun gun uh to rob a store which i guess here's the funny thing about that or weird thing about that yeah. funny thing about that those guns don't look real well, unfortunately, it was a comic book store, so the guy running it was like a total 80s vintage nerd. No, he had one, too. <laughs> He's like, draw. Yeah, and it was straight out of Hogan's Alley. Yeah, and the dog behind him was just like... So this gun, he That's painted it black, and uh, it has it still had the, uh, uh, the orange trigger. Right. But, I mean, weirdly enough, and it's been a while since I've uh, owned a gun. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a modern gun... I mean, it's a sleek looking gun. It, like that looks like a gun out of a Bond movie. Yeah, or Tron. Yeah, Tron gun. Yeah, or Duck Hunt. Or or yeah, yeah. or a Nintendo game. I mean, it definitely, but it also has an '80s sort of sleekness. Well, to the it. guy who robbed it, he looks like a character from Dragon Ball Z, especially yeah. in the orange jumpsuit. He's pretty. Ch- I I wasn't sure that that was a dude actually. Like the, the dude's pretty. Tra- he's he's kind of hot, man. If you told me that was a chick, I'd I don't know. I'd be, I, like, I, yeah. I'd be like, what's a pretty thing like that needing to do in a rob, rob a store? We'll give you something. Yeah. Here. With, he has, yeah, <laughs> they have purple hair. Yeah. And But supposedly he was wearing a wig. That's yeah, what they said. But because, hold on. But I don't, yeah. he doesn't have a wig in his in his. Oh, head. He, he was wearing a wig. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that can't be it because in the photo they have, that's his mugshot. Uh-huh. You'd think they would have taken the wig off for the mugshot. <laughs> this isn't like a photo booth at a bar mitzvah. Right. Where they're like, do you want to wear those big they're glasses like, too and that yeah. inflatable kitar? Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. How you were caught at the scene of the crime yeah. is how you're going to be You are going to cosplay yeah. as a duck hunt robber. <laughs> Dude, he's wearing the, the, the jumpsuit matches the trigger. That's what I'm saying. Amazing. Like, it, it looks so, but he wasn't wearing that. That's clearly his mugshot. I mean, what if he was robbing a gun store so that he could get a real gun to then rob something like really valuable? Yeah, I th- yeah, convenience store. But I feel like this guy has never seen a gun before. No, 
No. He might as well have like b- blackened a hairdryer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm going to blow you away. All right, pal. Sir. You're um, in jail for that joke. Sir, uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to give you an option here because you're obviously not going to shoot me. Uh, I'm going to either call the cops or I'm just going to ask you to leave. I'm going to get out of here. All right. It's very good. <laughs> well, See, it could have ended like that. Well, that's what I mean. How did he, the funniest thing is that, that some guy looked, I mean, I listen, I guess if anybody points anything at you, I've never owned a convenience store. Maybe the guy was freaked out. I don't mm-hmm. know at what distance or how good the guy's vision is, mm-hmm. but to see that gun and to go, I would go, Hey, this looks oddly familiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where have I, gosh. Yeah, where if I see that? His ringtone is just the theme for Duck Hunt, and he's yeah. like, "Ah, shit, let me turn that off." <laughs> um, but it's, I yeah, Nintendo was like making a gun, and they were like, "We don't want anyone to think this is real." Yeah, like I wonder if exactly, like I, I mean, because by the way, there are other. Remember when they had those those Super Soaker Uzis, mm-hmm. or that that shot like the 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 colored water? Yeah, it's like those. They were, still have Super Soakers, no, don't no, they? No, but but now they look like something out of Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. They have like the bubble on top, you know what I mean? Right. But those they had ones that were I can't remember what's the what's the paint called? There was there was guns that like shot um not paint, but they shot like colored water. Oh, and, okay. and they were like yeah. they were like uh they were like they were something like paint oozies. Those mm-hmm. things looked more like guns. Yeah. I wonder uh, you know it's interesting to think that like especially now in this day and age that um that when toy gun manufacturers make guns they're like this can't. Like back in the day it was probably a good thing if it looked real. That's what they were. That's what they were going for. Yeah, they're like, it'll, you know, kids will love it. It looks so freaking real. Yeah. And nowadays, they're like, this is way. This looks way too real. We have to cartoon it up a little bit. Oh, ab- which is why I think the the Super Soaker went the way of the cartoon. Yeah, it looks like something. That's, that's the sad thing. Sorry, is that is yeah. that back? Is like if this guy wanted to get a crappy gun that looked but that looked real, the the eighties toys were full of those. He should have used anything but the duck hunt gun. Yeah. So, but the thing is, he had to paint it because it's gray. Obviously, the gun is gray yeah. as itself. Yeah, he gray painted orange. It. Yeah, he yeah. painted it black. But the thing did that, he just run out of black paint to do the trigger? Was oh, he hilarious. robbing a paint store? You He's like, look, I just I don't need a lot. I just need like what's the smallest amount of paint that you have? You know black? what this shows me is he has no friends. Yeah, because somebody would have been like, you know, that looks like a duck hunt gun, right? <laughs> like he just left the house like that. <laughs> And the fact, if he, I love that that's what his friends would say. Not, dude, don't rob a, don't rob a liquor store, don't rob a place. No, they would, dude. He's clearly going to do it. He but, took the time to right. ruin. Yeah, by yeah. the way, he had to go on eBay. Yeah, he's like <laughs> realistic looking gun, duck hunt, got it. And he's done. Check. Wait a minute, I just got outbid. He's got to start all over again. He's got to go. He's like, he goes. I just got outbid on paint. And then he realized he thought he was buying a bucket, came like this, yeah. didn't have enough to paint the uh, trigger. And he's like, this is becoming, he's like, this is almost becoming more trouble than it's worth. What guy looks at that and didn't realize that there's no cover for the trigger? <laughs> but but I love that you were saying he has no friend, like, because that's what a real friend would do, yeah. is to say that. But he, So he obviously doesn't have real friends. Right. But then he doesn't even have a casual friend to be like, dude, don't leave the house with that thing. He didn't take an Uber there. The Uber driver's like, you're not going to rob somebody with that, are yeah, you? Please, my friend. Please, my friend. Please. Please. Don't uh, do this. But that, that, yeah, he he definitely looks like a comic book character that gets caught with a fake gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, Al Pacino uh-huh. is the uh, father again at eighty three. Amazing. Yeah, and twenty uh, nine year old. I mean, bro. So wait, uh, so got to be. So she he was fifty four when she was born. So he, oh yes, yeah, so he's definitely old enough to be the grandpa. Yeah, and yeah. he. 
man, they're, are they going to get changing tables? <laughs> Babysitter hired for. <laughs> I need you to. Ch- <laughs> I, I'm I just need I, you. I just who are in my pants? <laughs> who are? But congratulations, to Al Pacino. Yeah, seriously. Wait, what are your? What's your opinion on on like big? Uh, you know, big gaps of of dating. I mean, you know? God bless him, dude. I mean, we hope so. And God bless me. <laughs> and God bless America. I mean, God bless him that he's like around long enough to, uh, I don't know, see his kid's bris. You know, listen. Obviously, his kid's not getting a bris. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know El Pacino just became Jewish? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just, just kidding. He don't didn't. touch that kid's ravioli. <laughs> That's mine. You don't touch that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut I'm going to cut it myself. I'm going to take that little angel hair. <laughs> That's what he calls the, uh, the pubes. Right? The baby pony. pubes. Um, but he, but he. I mean, that that is a big concern that, I mean, we are now getting into ethical territory far more than just like, is there something unethical and gross about a big age gap? It's more like, is it unethical to bring a kid into this world knowing that, knowing that you may very well not see, like, they may not remember you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, listen, if he's a good father. But how long can he be a good father? But that's what I'm saying is he's not, he can't necessarily commit to being a good father for the amount of time that a, someone deserves a good father. For sure. But there's a plenty of people that have kids where their fathers leave or yeah. that. And, and but you know, they didn't know not to get morbid, but in terms of there, there's people who who get killed, mm-hmm. you know, or, or obviously unintentionally. But it's uh, in, in the armed services, you know, mm-hmm. that it's like you're putting your life or police officers. There's people that are putting their lives right. on the line. And so and right. You know, so, the, so the question is, is like, it, but there's at least an ethical side to saying, well, yes, but I'm doing a service for my course, country of kind course. of thing as opposed to just you're just fighting the mortality rate. Maybe he's got great genes. I mean, yeah. Hey, I mean, obviously, he's eighty. Maybe his dad is still alive. Maybe my dad. His dad just had a kid. Yeah, my dad <laughs> had me when he was ninety-two. That guy's yeah. still alive. Yeah. He's got great genes and great chinos. Who's the Al oldest? Pacinos. Oh man. <sighs> Who's like like the only friend I can think of who had an older dad? Like older older dad is our buddy Charlie, right? His dad was sixty when he was born. Wow, isn't that amazing? And he he just passed, I think, like a year ago, maybe or a year or two. Oh, he made he, it to a hundred. God bless him. Yeah. So Al Pacino is 83. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I think about the technology that's around today. There's so many things that can yeah, extend but, someone's life. Absolutely. But but he, we're essentially saying that he, he, not essentially, he needs to make it to 101 so that he can see his kid's high school graduation. Yeah. That's a tough one. If his, I mean, I had a- If his know, kid goes to school. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm an older- This kid better I'm, be a genius. We're going to homeschool the little yeah. sucker. I'm, yeah. I'm around this kid. The babysitter has him in a giant papoose, and then <laughs> Pacino has the baby in a papoose. His first word's gonna be "hua hua hua." His first word is "ah <laughs> ah." And <laughs> you see the hey, you see the babysitter. She got a great ass, <laughs> baby Pacino. <laughs> That's what his name is gonna be, Lil Pacino. Lil Pacino. Um, <sighs> but the guy, the the girl. That yeah. is going to be the mother. Also mm-hmm. dated Mick Jagger. Oh wow! Okay. So she has a thing just recently or for like older guys. Twenty years ago, <laughs> when she was <laughs> when she was, when she was nine. Yeah, yeah. Big um, big. big uh, yeah. Wait, how old is wait? How old is Mick Jagger now? Yeah, he's a dude. You know what? Uh, that new show that Schwarzenegger's on. Yeah, Fubar. Yeah. Do you know how old he is? Seventy-two. Seventy-five, man. Seventy-five. Damn, he looks good, dude. He's amazing. That guy's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, 
So it's Pride Month, mm-hmm. and speaking of hot dudes, speaking of guys that I'm hard on, that there was uh, something that um, there was an article that was printed about how there um, there were a lot of critics that blasted Disney for allowing a mustachioed employee to wear a dress and makeup yeah. at Disneyland. Right, right. Do and, we know was the employee like one of? Was it a dude who was like cast as one of the princesses, or was it just like a, a charactery character? I know it was. It, he didn't look like anybody specific, right? Um, and we're trying was, to think of a joke right now. We can't. I can see your brain. Well, I'm trying to think. of a I joke. was thinking no joke yeah. where he was in the photo. Uh-huh. He was outside a store. Okay, and it wasn't. He wasn't like he wasn't. Uh, you know, Cinderella. Right. You know, the Jerry Lewis movie. Bro White. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he wasn't, yeah, and he, oh, who is that? He looks like um, like Mario and Drag a he, little bit. Yeah. Right? I mean. The Maria brothers. Or what? sisters. Or sisters. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, you know, it could just be like in the Fantasyland area and he works in one of the stores. I think that's what it is. Right. And the-, the Is he wearing a, is he wearing a dress too or just makeup? Yeah, he's wearing a dress. Okay. And- and there, and the, 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 my opinion on this is, mm-hmm. let him do this because, essentially, since the beginning, the Disney stories mm-hmm. are about protagonists that come from a structure and they break free. Mm-hmm. They're the brave one yeah. that breaks free of tradition. They and, don't want the life that's already carved out for themselves. Right. They want to break out of it. And they've been inspiring people to do that mm-hmm. since the beginning. Yeah. And so that and if you look back on everything that sort of has happened, all of the stories, most of them, like in this version, the people in F- Florida. Oh, he's the fairy godmother. Yeah. Well, uh, and but these the joke writes itself right there. Yeah. yeah. The the people in Florida are the townspeople. They're the bad people. Oh, they're definitely the pitchfork. Yeah. Torch townsfolk from Beauty and the Beast. In this story. Yeah. In, in any story. Right. And you think about. How inspirational these stories have been for so many people and what the journeys have been. Because that is a universal theme in Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it isn't like one thing that this guy did. It's like he was probably inspired by that. And so to have people be critical of that, because it's weird that people love to take a very conservative stance on Disney. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what those stories are about. Right. I mean, and Disney used to be comparatively like even more conservative compared to themselves, right? Walt Disney was anti-Semite. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we, you know, but... but, but And then he realized if he wanted to make it in this business, yeah. he better turn that shit around. No one was going to write that. Yeah. Um, Certainly not a lot of jokes. Mickey Mouse was a Jew. And... <laughs> Hold. <laughs> what if Mickey was just originally supposed to be yeah, just, that, a, just a, a horrible a, Jewish stereotype? Yeah. Wait, it's just a caricature, right? Of, it's Nazi propaganda. And yeah. He's like, "Oh, what is that? It's a mouse." I get, he, yeah, like the like kids are really liking it, it's, sir. Yeah. Hitler, they they fell. Okay, Hitler just shot himself in the face. <laughs> you have a lot of these posters up in your office. We've <laughs> got to do something. It's over, man. We need an image change immediately. And um, I think uh, no, but you, weren't you telling me like there was some policy like back in the day at Disney? Oh yeah, my father, who if you've ever seen him on my social media. He has always had incredibly long hair. He's had a, he has a huge beard and huge mustache. Your father is like the sorcerer from Sorcerer's Apprentice. Absolutely. Right. He looks like the sorcerer. He looks like Merlin. He mm-hmm. looks like uh, Moses. Moses or Poseidon. Mm-hmm. And 
they he said he's not that ripped, but okay. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> um, I don't know what his diet is, but he said that there was an old um, policy that Disney had where you, if if as a man you couldn't have your hair mm-hmm. um, touching your shoulder, it couldn't be that long, or they wouldn't allow you in the park in the sixties. And up until 2000, people that worked at Disney weren't even allowed to have mustaches. That's crazy. It's crazy. And you 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 couldn't have any visible tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. And women had to wear pantyhose. There was all these, like, lo- they wanted it to look incredibly clean. Men couldn't wear toupees. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was all these, like, laws that were in yeah. place. And my father said, so he'll never support Disney. I mean, there's a reason, million reasons my father won't support Disney. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but that was a big one. And so the thing is, it's such a conservative thing. But over time, it's sort of learned to follow the example of the characters that it's created. Mm-hmm. It's learned from itself. Yeah. And then so you see all these people specifically, I think, you know, Florida is like the easy target to sort of point the finger at. But it's all these fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. A big ha ha. Fuck off. Um, a big white gloved finger because because Ron DeSantis got married at Disney World. Right. Yeah. He and his wife got married there. Yeah. And there is, you know, um, oh, yeah, it was it was 2010 that um, females granted the right to have bare legs. They yeah. I mean, it was Amazing. I mean, think about how recently that is. I was trying. I'm. I was trying to think of Disney characters with mustaches that like they're the, all villains. That would ha- yeah, they're all villains. Yeah, well, but but the crazy thing, mm-hmm. or there is uh, Merlin from Sword in the Stone, or uh, uh, from uh, Little Mermaid, her father Trident or Poseidon. Triton. Yeah, can, yeah. Who is Poseidon? Um, it, it just, <laughs> or Neptune. Callback from the earlier joke. Uh, that you know it's. It's weird though that they would that they have that sort of like that this is clean and and, and good and everything else is sort of evil. Yeah. And you know, it's it, because there is sort of an for all the beauty and magic that is Disney World and the brand and the land and everything, there's a lot of darkness that's underneath it all. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. I love that, man. The me dark too. side of Disney. I think that that's the most interesting shit. The, yeah. There was a movie that came out in 2013 that I actually saw in the theaters. It mm-hmm. was Called Escape from Tomorrow. Yeah, and dude, I'd never heard of this until you mentioned it to me. This yeah. is crazy. And this guy, um, <laughs> incredible film, if you have a chance to see it, it's just an interesting idea about sort of the underlying muck and 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 um, evil that is Disney. And they filmed it in Disney World, mm-hmm. and Disney had no idea. And I'm not sure what the legal ramifications were to follow, but it's about a family that goes on vacation and there, uh, the guy s- starts to sort of, um, he separates from his family. I won't give away too much. You're and saying he, the dad of the, the family. The dad, sorry. It's a mom and a dad. And um, I mean, it's Disneyland. There can't be two dads. Or Disney <laughs> World. And the, uh, right, I told you, well, we'll get to that in a second. But the, they split apart and he, the dad starts following these two French young girls around the park. Like a creeper. But he gets some bad news that he got fired. Oh, yeah, he got fired. He, and so he wants to separate from his family. And so he sort of follows them. And he starts, He has sort of acid trips while he's on the ride. Yeah, this bad news and that combined with the fact that he's at Disney World just sends him into this psycho, like psychotic tailspin. Yeah. Where he starts having hallucinations. And yeah. The whole thing is in black and white. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I recommend you check it out. Um, 
but I think that they're, I think the, the reason it was so popular to me is because the brand itself presents itself as such a squeaky clean thing mm-hmm. when we all know that there's all these terrible things that have happened behind closed doors. Right. Yeah. A lot of people have died there. Not yeah. a lot. A lot of people. A lot of people. Not enough. A lot of, on Ron DeSantis's watch, a lot of people died. Okay. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> The uh, but yeah, there was um, there, there was a kid that was killed in a mob war that was in a parking lot. So they had a they the had a, a club in the eighties called Videopolis because Knott's Berry Farm had a club. I think it was Club K, and then Magic Mountain had a club that was Cloud Club or something, a nightclub which we had um, in Illinois. It was mm-hmm. a nightclub exclusively for kids mm-hmm. because Disney was bombing in the early 80s. They were sort of going under. There was almost a hostile takeover, and they appointed Michael Eisner as the new CEO. And so one of his big changes was to sort of make a middle ground between the kids and between the parents. Like, what could we do for teenagers and whatnot? And so he created uh, yeah, Cloud uh, Cloud 9 and Studio K. He created Videopolis. And there was a gang fight that broke out in the parking lot one night between like almost 30 people a kid got shot and then another kid who uh, was hit with a stray bullet and he died. Amazing. And Awful. it was, it was, yeah, it's crazy to go back and see this footage that there, I mean, I can't imagine going to a nightclub at Disney. That just seems like the lamest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, they said that the, the main reason it existed so that people, the, the kids could fuck in the bathrooms. Right. But I was going to say, like, if you're a teenager and you're on this, like, this stupid family trip with your family that like clearly you're Disneyland because you're like your little brother and your little sister. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm sure no, but you... it was a lot of locals. Oh, okay. It was a lot of locals, <laughs> oh, but, then, yeah. but that's such a weird, yeah. that's such a weird thing. So anyway, there was two men who were dancing together mm-hmm. and they were thrown out of the park because you know, Disney hates gays. And they said that women could dance uh, mm-hmm. Together, it didn't because it, they're into lesbians, right? Well, they're, they're not gay, not gay, not gay. Two women dancing is beautiful, not gay. <laughs> and so, um, they <laughs> these, these two guys, I mean, it's like fuck Disney, and they they took him to court. Mm-hmm. And then, Disney, oh, that crafty mouse, he said, they said, he said, oh, wait a minute, that's we don't like gays, he said. Um, uh, that th- only those two could dance, so that they in- acknowledged that they were allowed them back in the park. And but but going forward, gay people were not allowed to dance. It was only that the lawsuit w- was Ridiculous. those two people. Wow, it's like it's like it was called fast dancing. Oh, that's what they called. Yeah, it they called the two. Day. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the two guys weren't allowed to fast dance. Oh my God! It's like the the Disney version of Footloose, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean it's but terrible, exclusively but for gays, right? That's what I'm saying. It's j- yeah, the gay Footloose, which if you've seen Footloose, it's pretty. gay. It's pretty gay. Yeah, in a good way. But also, but also, Footloose. why would Disney? I mean, you know, I feel like drag queens dress up as like Disney is supported by the by the gay community. Yeah, I mean, this was sure. supported by a lot of people. But, I mean, it's but like, this was back in the day. Obviously, now they're I'm like talking super about what the guy that they're saying can't be dressed like that. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Was Not that... Disney. It was just the critics wait, of. Right. It's just the critics of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're letting him dress like yeah, that, right? I mean, they didn't. Yeah, uh... they, they should. 
So they they had um yeah they they had a, a policy. Oh, so th- anyway, the court case led to in mm-hmm. 1985 where they reversed the policy of, of same sex now getting t- you know able to dance. What's amazing is that they actually had that policy in the books. Like it was so homophobic that they were like, wait a minute, we need to put this in like officially so that so that- they had everything. That's what's so yeah. crazy about Disney is they had all these policies in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walt Disney was a was a pretty weird dude. Yeah. He employed the guy. He he yeah. He employed two former Nazis to help him build things. Uh-huh. I mean, and by the way, this eh, was that sounds pretty American. This was right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah he poached them from NASA. Yeah, he's like, all right, you guys already made the bomb. Now yeah. who wants to make some great cartoons? To build a Fourth Reich, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Reichiest place on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse is originally like this. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in, everyone. Um, yeah. The the old mouse trap. The old huh. mouse trap. Yeah. Yeah. Jews, you go over. Was that here. your dad that had said that? That, that No, that was one of I don't remember who said it, but that's one of my favorite phrases that Disneyland was the greatest trap that a mouse ever built for a man. I mean, yeah, it was, it was genius. Love that. Um, but it's crazy because like what's happening with the Little Mermaid, which mm-hmm. you saw, I'm probably gonna see it this week. Yeah. That people are so up in arms about it, about how it's not the traditional way. Right. And all the traditional, the story that Disney wrote is not the original story, right? At all, yeah. She's translucent. Well, it's something that probably a lot of these people have not heard of called a book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's amazing that it's not that now people are like the the Black Little Mermaid or mm-hmm. whatever. That it's like that that would be a reason to not see it wasn't like this other thing. It's like things are getting updated. It's they're they're. It, it's also a mythical creature. So to like to claim that you know that's a myth, what I mean. right it's to claim that a mythical creature but like you were saying it's translucent in the original yeah yeah Sebastian the crab is Jamaican uh, you know the I think that that you know for some reason by the way they're in France yeah no not in this one oh they well, are you, well, yeah you'll see but initially I'm saying like Ooh, oh, spoiler alert yeah no it's meant to be like a Caribbean country that that they that Eric is part of the oh I, I think gonna say it's in Wakanda. <laughs> that's what it makes sense that's how the Italian yeah, yeah. did it's all part of the same that's dude. how she swims yeah no it's Disney and Marvel it bought it he's like Wakanda forever Wakanda forever they're doing with their fins yeah yeah that's, yeah well it's cool like every one of the King dolphins. Triton's daughters <laughs> each one of Triton's daughters is a different race in the movie yeah um, it's but, cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's fine. It's like, like you know, I think like you and I, we we get we get into a, like a lot of conversations about films about like when the difference between when it's shoehorned and when it's not. Right. right. And I think that like a lot of people, you know, it's it's really messy. And a lot of people will make the claim that the reason why they don't like it is because it feels shoehorned. Right. But then you get underneath the hood and it really is just racism. Yeah. You know, but but you're but because someone can always make the claim. No, I don't like it when it's shoehorned. It's like, look, anything. Anything gay in social me- in media at all, people are like, I feel like it's being shoehorned yeah. onto me, you know. So like that's the same thing. It's like the only reason it feels that's shoehorned, what that princess guy was selling shoehorns, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, for Cinderella. Yeah, but like that's why. Oh, it'll fit. The shoe will fit. But that's why you know I think anything that someone isn't used to is going to feel shoehorned. Anything that's right. out of the norm will feel shoehorned and will feel uncomfortable. Now, there are bad examples first. of it where there is a shoehorn. Where there's definitely shoehorns. But from know? what I've heard, and obviously I trust your opinion, we have pretty similar tastes, mm-hmm. you said that it does not feel shoehorned. No, nah, it doesn't to me. It doesn't feel shoehorned at all. Uh, like, what feels shoehorned? Oh, um, the like like some of the recent Marvels, there's definitely some sh- feels shoehorned a little bit. Yeah. Wait, what was the one? The Eternals? 
felt felt very sure, right? yes. But it was because of like the themes that were hammered so hard, and I don't know. You anyway. lost track. I, I feel like I just lost track of the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It def that definitely felt. Like a preachy kind of movie, and like I'm, I'm pretty darn progressive in that. That felt, and I'm you know, pretty darn sure. regressive. <laughs> I think I you think, can admit. I think that Ariel should have been translucent. Yeah, but you know that's the other funny thing is what you were saying about the original is that like people only people think that whatever their thing is is the original, right? It's like people who are like incredibly patriotic about you know about our country and like you know don't belong in our country. Yeah, they're they, like we're the original. No, you right. are, you are not the original. Yeah, yeah. Bro. The, yeah the, the people complaining they want um, Ariel to have a MAGA hat on. That's why she has red hair. <laughs> it just <laughs> make Atlantis great again. Make it great again. Before this, we had black mermaids. Okay, this King Triton, Sleepy King Triton. I thought it was Blackfish. We already had that movie. Okay, we had Blackfish. It was already a movie. We don't, we don't need to. Today in history, I just want to end with this, is uh, was Judy Garland's birthday. It's coming up in 1922. Um, I love Judy Garland. The, the Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie of all time. And it's it actually, it, there's so many fascinating things about it. If you ever get a chance, do a deep dive on it. It was the first time that color was used in a major film. So initially, cool. they were planning to film the entire thing in black and white. But the invention of colorized film happened in the middle of shooting and someone said, why don't we make Oz in color? Which is genius, because that's not originally. And seems so necessary. So that's why they changed it to ruby slippers, because in the book it's silver slippers. Oh, but it's like when she uh -huh. gets there, it's such a bright color. And, and to, to have silver, the silver screen, you know, it's already in black and white. What can we do? Right. It'd be the most bland thing in Oz. Right, exactly. We got you black and white shoes. Uh, thanks. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, it's it's amazing because of uh, there was the first time that so Munchkins right first off uh, all of the little people there hadn't really been films for them they'd only seen each other uh, traditionally in freak shows and things like that uh -huh. that that well that's where they got jobs I'm saying in terms of like there you know there wasn't like um there wasn't like um like little trains or whatever. I mean, like, it was just like a train movie. What? Like a train movie with little people. Okay. Like, like Little Mermaid was just like, <laughs> was just little people as the Little Mermaid. See, little now mermaid. I want to see, now no, I want to see this movie. Now I want to see that oh movie. Oh my God. Bro, do you remember The Littlest Groom? That dating show. There was a dating show in the early 2000s. <laughs> it was our favorite, dude. Yeah, it was an all-little-person dating show, man. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so they, so what they got together was this. My, they trashed hotel rooms. The little people. <laughs> <laughs> they were the, they were the original Led Zeppelin. And um, I mean, there are a lot of you know bottles of the bitty fridge. Yeah, they, yeah. they went through all of them, and uh, yeah, they were just <laughs> those. Yeah, they were sucking down pony keg stands. That <laughs> little Shetland ponies. So they <laughs> they partied their faces off together. Uh -huh. And um, it was interesting because like Billy Burke, who played um, Glinda, she was an alcoholic. So those bubbles she came in were from champagne. But she <laughs> they, but she was drunk supposedly the whole time on set. Mm -hmm. And and Buddy Epson, who played the Tin Man, was not uh, supposed to be the original um, the the original oh. guy, he mm -hmm. got sick from the paint. From the paint, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And so, and that the sucks. original, and um, and Bert Lahr, uh, who played the lion, it was actual lion hide. Oh, so wow. he was sweating his ass off in you're, that thing. You're gonna ruin the movie for my wife now, my vegan wife. She's never gonna watch it again. Oh, I thought you said she hasn't seen it. I won't tell you what happens. <laughs> no, it's like one of her favorite movies. No, I know. Yeah. yeah, you know, I love the the Munchkins. 
And somehow the munchkins are enjoyable and not creepy. No, and, they're and, awesome. But, and somehow the Oompa Loompas are, right? Well, the Oompa Loompas, you don't, you feel like, number one, the Oompa Loompas appear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they don't talk to you. They just sing. Yeah. And, and they're very preachy. They sing a, when someone dies. Yeah. That like that's their function. They're giving a weird eulogy. Right. They come out and very emotionless sing a song about the person's death and how they shouldn't have died because they did something stupid. Right. It's a it's a lesson learned. It's like they're they're yeah. just little they're just like little Greek chorus fables. Yeah. Whereas like they really the, are they're the Greek chorus. Of yeah. The movie. Which is like when yeah. you look at Wizard of Oz. Sorry, Latin court. Comment section. And the craziest thing about well, the, the I guess the sweetest thing is they're like welcoming her to Oz. Yeah, because that you know, yeah. and so it, she's going to be their savior. Yeah, she was their savior because the house fell on the witch. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert! And so the idea that that they're presented in such a a fun way, and there's a sweetness about them, and they're adorable. They like are. you yeah. know, there's a there's a real cuteness where it's like the Oompa Loompas, you know, they're in orange paint. Yeah, they all look the same. Yeah, that's why we yeah can't say that anymore. Yeah. No, they do. No, with the orange paint, yeah, yeah, and the green hair, yeah, yeah, and the dancing, and the uh, and the costumes. Keep it moving, man. So uh, we just got canceled. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude, you're oompist. So <laughs> I'm an anti oompist. Yeah. Um, so yeah. well, some of them are good. Some of them. One of the good ones. One of the good ones. Where's they my oompa loompa? Look like they look like me. They look like me. <laughs> look at these beautiful little these beautiful little traffic cones. <laughs> Where's my Oompa American? There's my Oompa American. Make make America oomp again is the orange hat. How does he not have an orange hat for that hair? <laughs> <laughs> oompa loompa oompa de doo. <laughs> make America oomp again. All right, man. I'm Jonathan Kite for Sesh Shapiro for Emmy and Ben. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Peace. <laughs>